Here's the place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Edie Sedgwick told Alfred Lord Tennyson, <laughs> when Dale Carnegie discovered the Cape of Good Hope, <laughs> the last pod be the best pod, yo. yo. The last pod is the best pod, yo. Welcome, my friends. It is the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com. And, of course, through the many podcast platforms available, thanks to our good friends at America's Podcast Network, this is KLRNRadio.net. And we are so glad to have you along for this hour of podcast fabulosity. I am Ben Crystal. I'm Mike Abel. And uh, and Mikey, yes, sir. Uh, we've been playing Call of Duty all day. <laughs> yeah, we have. That's the kind of thing that goes on here. We like, we take oh, we're very professional. We're like, oh we're crap, we, we gotta, gotta we gotta do the podcast. We gotta drop. We gotta put a podcast down here, man. We gotta stop blowing stuff up. We gotta drop a bomb. We have a huh, we have a, a, a great a deal of material this week on a very limited number of subjects, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yes, you're. Remind right. everybody before we get into all of it that you are welcome to join us at your convenience. Through the many social media outlets that are out there, we have a Facebook group dedicated, of course, to Last Stop on the Right. You can come check that out if you want. Uh, you can find me and Mikey. Our personal accounts are on Facebook. And, uh, you know, again, if it's unless you're weird, you know, like we only have a couple of middle aged dudes in common and it's and you're, you're saying that you're a 19 year old Asian girl. I probably would reject that friend request, but otherwise I'll probably accept it. Yeah, you know, nice. you come troll me. I might, if you're a, like a total douche, I might just be like, well, that was fun. Delete. But other than that, I don't, you know, it's fine. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at last stop OTR. That is at last stop OTR is the last stop on the rights. Twitter feed here at last pod on the right. And uh, as my dogs circle the studio, trying to figure out what's going on, Mikey, I guess before we get it, we got a lot of stuff to go through. Before we do that, we should probably just go ahead and crack open the dumpster and see what, in fact, is stinking up the joint. All right, we could do that. All right. Uh, we're going to go crazy for coronavirus. They canceled South by Southwest. I know. People have lost their bloody minds. We're going to be getting into that. That's going to be a big part of the show today because I can't believe. Well, of course, we're, we're, we're totally exploiting it. Well, yeah. We are exploiting the panic, the, this, but in a, in a way that because it's ridiculous. So we're going to be doing that. I got the good stuff, the good hands. Yeah, Mikey's out there. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And here in Savannah, where I think we have the second biggest St. Patrick's Day celebration in North America behind New York, York, maybe. Um, Mikey, well, people are freaking out about the coronavirus. Mikey's got a plan. What's your plan? Uh, Before we get into the rest of this stuff, what's your plan? Green masks and squirts of hand sanitizer. You are going to make... Fortune. Five bucks. Mikey's gonna wander around One the parade square. route with three green masks and a big old bottle of Purell and be like, "Hey, five bucks." I like it. All right, what else we got? Uh, well, we got a lot more space in the clown car. We do, man. A lot more space. Field is shaking out. This was a big week. We could almost take a, a two seater. Almost. Yeah, you could put them in a smart car. Except nobody in the Democrat Party could effectively Bl- ride in a smart car. In a smart no, car. it's just it's that's it's such an obvious joke. I'm not even going to make it. Yep. I just want to put that out there. Joe Biden, smart car, never the twain shall meet. Nope. 
All right, what else we got? Uh, we got goodbye girls. Yeah, they're getting rid of all. They got rid of all their girls, though. The party of uh, of woke inclusion and you know the sexual revolution and gender yep. equality, and uh, it's nothing but old white guys. Old white guys. love that. Uh, and then the cheating their own. They kicked Tulsi. They found a way to keep Tulsi. They keep forgetting that she's there. She's like when the because the Democrat media complex have already picked out their you know they picked out their champions. They've been doing everything they can to minimize this woman since she announced. Right. Well, really, since she nuked Kamala Harris's campaign with one <laughs> sentence back yeah. in that first debate. Right. And uh, they've been after. They've been trying to get rid of her ever since. They just changed their rule. They have another debate. Unbelievably, I don't remember when it is. Nor do I particularly care, but it's just going to be Joe and, and Bernie because they changed the rules again so that specifically so that Tulsi can't can't get in. The two old guys that used to sit up in the, the, the I know at their wall. They're Statler the, and Waldorf, exactly. man. I'm like, the this Muppets. is like the Muppet show. Come on. <laughs> but we got stuff. We got to we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Yes. I always tell people we're going to get to it. We will. I promise. We're going to get to it. But before we get to all that and stink the joint up with that pile of crap, yes. it is time for the only part of this podcast that displays a molecule of creativity. Just the one molecule. Well, okay. Creativity actually, molecules are very small, very hard to see. Actually, though, mm. I have to differ with you. Oh, we have two molecules of creativity yeah, in here? Yeah, well, Who's the other molecule? Well, well, no, you said it's the only part of the podcast that displays a molecule of creativity. That's true. The beginning. Oh. I mean, you have to look through historical records oh, to, come to up be able with to the... find out who was with who listening to the podcast. Do you realize how long it took me to find out that Edie Sedgwick and Alfred Lord Tennyson had a conversation about Dale Carnegie's uh, nautical exploits? Exactly. That took exactly. a minute. Exactly. You can tell you something, kids. It's all out there on the internet. <laughs> anyway. I promise. Well, it's on the internet now. Uh, well, anyway, it is uh, It is time for The Great Eight. The Great Eight. And uh, this week we're looking at life from the other side. Because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're like we're, that. Well, we're, we're always like helpful. We, we want to help. Um, uh, in the uh, spirit of bipartisan accord. Because that's what we're all about here. Yes. <laughs> People, when you think bipartisan accord, I want you to think of the, the, you know, the last pot on the right. Because <laughs> yeah, we're, we're inclusive. <laughs> this week's Great Eight okay. from our home office in Dover, Delaware. Our home office in a Dover, Delaware, 7-Eleven, because Joe would like that. Yes, yes, he would. Uh, it's the great eight good things about a Joe Biden presidency. Well, it's possible. It is possible. It's possible. And I figured, you know what, this week we're going to take a peek. We'll see what what about a potential—I mean, it can't all be bad. you got to at least be entertained by the idea of a Joe Biden presidency. Uh, well, it, I, it would be entertaining, so I'm sure. So we did some research. You know, we put ourselves in the position of somebody who's so completely denuded of intellectual power that they're actually going to vote for a guy like Joe Biden. Denuded. Denuded of, of intellectual power. Actually, those words really don't work together, but, you know, fine. It's Whatever. For the purpose of discussion, we're going to say they've been denuded. And uh, if you look at it from the right perspective, you got to kind of contort yourself a little bit to get to the point where you could see from this perspective. It involves placing your head in your own rectum, among other things. I was going to say, maybe they should be denuded. <laughs> Jam your head up your own butt. Eventually, you'll be looking out your own mouth. And at that angle, you can see that there are, in fact, eight things that we could come up with about a Joe Biden presidency, which wouldn't be totally terrible. Totally. Totally terrible. All right, lay it on me. The Great Eight. The Ocho Magnifico. Great Eight. Well, at least interesting things about a Joe Biden presidency. Number eight. Vladimir Putin will have no idea how to react to Joe's hair sniff diplomacy. <laughs> They'll be at the summit. Biden will be like, okay, Vlad. 
Putin will be like, uh, what is it that you are doing? You are frightening me now. I surrender. I don't even know what we're fighting about, but I surrender. You're giving me the creeps, Mr. Mm-hmm. Putin. Make old man stop sniffing my hair. I don't have that much left. Number seven. Okay, that, that wasn't a great start. It's okay, though. Number seven, it will royally piss off Kamala Harris. And you can't put a price on that. <laughs> she hates him you so much. You do have a point. She yes, hates him do. so much. I love the fact that she's long gone. People are out there like, hey, you think they're going to put Biden and Kamala on a ticket? I'm like, not if Kamala yeah. has anything to say about it. They're not going <laughs> yeah. Number six, the great eight potentially good things about a Joe Biden presidency. Well, instead of a fake Cherokee in the White House, we'll have a guy who remembers fighting them. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Elizabeth Warren's gone, but, you know, Joe Biden, he's that old. <laughs> I remember back during the end, I was with the 5th Cavalry, I believe. <laughs> not long after Little Bighorn. <laughs> Number five. In the category of the great eight, potentially good things about a Joe Biden presidency. Out, taking a lap at Daytona in the Beast. In, taking a lap at Daytona in a hover round. <laughs> the old folks home? <laughs> the retirement community? He's going to be enjoying the great outdoors on his rascal. But it'll be the first rascal. It'll be rascal one. Hover round one. Yeah, the Marine one, Air Force stripe, one. Everything. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Number, I think four. I'm not even sure. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's a matter. real chance that his head will explode during a press conference. <laughs> yes, we've sir. already seen it. Was it one of the debates when his eye filled up with blood? Right. I'm like, you know, that's possible, and that would. I'm not sure if that's good, but it would be exciting. It would be entertaining. Like, hey man, we we're standing. The president's head fell off during the middle of the press conference. <laughs> Had to know that was coming. <laughs> Number three-ish, maybe in the grade eight, good-ish things about a Joe Biden presidency. Remember Obama's tan suit? Yeah, yeah. Get ready for Biden's nipple-high white pants <laughs> with the matching patent leather shoes. Nice. He'll be the coolest president at the shuffleboard tournament. I'll he tell you will that be right that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, think it's easy to make fun of Trump's come over? Wait until Biden gets up there. Dude looks like he's got a tree farm on his head. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, you're going to say something about Trump's hair? Take a look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one, I think, <laughs> of the great eight potentially good things about a Joe Biden presidency, all of the world's problems will be solved by 4.30 in the afternoon. Yes, they will. Gotta because sh- that's when the early bird special happens. <laughs> the cafeteria. Got to go. I was, you know, I, I was your great eight. I actually, when we were doing that, I was thinking, you know, the 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 staff will enjoy having Biden as president because he'd be, you know, I'm sure he'll have nap time. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, and if he gets, you know, if he gets out of sorts, you just like, you know, you give him a cookie. That's <laughs> right. Dinner at four thirty. And in bed by six. He gets, I mean, he gets cranky midday. Just put his stories on the TV and let him nap on the couch. There It'll you be go. Fine. That's it. <laughs> Joe Biden. Hey, kids, I want to remind everybody, of course, you can always email us through the site at laststopontheright.com. Always so glad to hear from all of you. And on the topic of listener email, I got a, I got a couple of things to do. I have a couple of items that I have to do this week. Okay. First of all, I want to say Big J from Georgia Southern. You know, our boy Jay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was blowing up my inbox on Facebook during the uh, on Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Blowing up my box. And he's out there. He's thinking, he's like you. He thinks there's a brokered convention coming. And he thinks it could be Hillary that ends up in the driver's mm-hmm. seat after all the dust settles. Mm-hmm. I, it's possible. 
I mean, at this point, you know, you sit there, you go, there's no way they would be stupid enough to put her back on a ticket. But at this yeah. point, <laughs> there absolutely are many ways in which they could be stupid enough to do that. Mm-hmm. These people are so divorced from reality. One thing you should take away from Super Tuesday and this whole week, if nothing else, and I, whether you get it here at the last pod on the right, one of the other outstanding programs on America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Dot net. They, uh, <laughs> they have absolutely insulated themselves to the point that they, no matter if you think it's stupid, if you think there's no way they would pull a stunt like this, um, think again. I checked their resume. These people <laughs> are trying to make communism cool again at a time when it has been so thorough. They're still running people over in the streets in Venezuela. Right. Okay. It's it hadn't been long enough to rehab Stalin yet, but there's Bernie. That's what he's doing, and Bernie is not out yet. Bernie is not out yet. No. Joe is obviously the establishment guy. They're going to tear themselves apart. But uh, I would normally say to Big J, the idea of putting Hillary on a ticket is bananas. But we're talking about a party that has come down to Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden uh, in 2020. Once again, check their resume. <laughs> I mean, y'all track record would lend itself yes. to less than 100% faith in your decision making abilities. Yes. Um, so I want to throw out that for Jay. Uh, the hog was all over me this week. He wants me to ease up on you, by the way. Thank you. Well, because last week I was making fun of you because you're so incredibly old, you know. Damn, and uh, and he was like, hey, man. He's like, yo, ease up on Mikey. Us old guys got to stick together. Yeah, we do. But I'm going to get Hog back on my team right now. We play a lot of Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said duty. <laughs> we, yeah. we, play, we play a lot of Call of Duty. Uh, and Hog, I'm going to tell you, you know why you're going to be back on my team about this? Mike's custom camo for his weapons is vikings purple and yellow man it's only the one gun. you have a 1911 it's- uh it, for those of you who don't know mom a 1911 is a 45 it's a pretty you would recognize it if you saw it handgun it's a handgun and mikey's hog is minnesota vikings colors no no it's a camo and it was uh, it's purple and yellow I, and you I picked it on purpose because you're a know. viking guy. i don't know how i got it but i picked it it's actually uh-huh. mardi gras if you if you it's look at it, it's, it's, it's got it, man. His I'm gonna have to pull it right now and show it to you. Don't make, don't, make, don't make me pull it out on you. He's a Packer backer, so he's on with me. That's all I'm saying. Dude has a Minnesota Vikings 1911. Uh, also, and this is the big one for this week. <sighs> Last stop, OG P Hut, our man. Uh-oh. He owned my ass this week. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, you remember on this podcast on multiple occasions, I have said. That I did not see a way for Joe Biden. I honestly, I gave them more credit than I should have. I said, have said repeatedly, there is no way that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee because that would be insane. Right. You don't put a guy who's closing in on the big eight zero, whose mental faculties are clearly slipping, whose physical faculties are clearly slipping, on the top of your ticket in a in, a, in an election where you're going at up against an, an incumbent who has been whether you like him or not, whether his poll numbers demonstrated or not, in terms of what he said he was going to do as a president. Trump has been extraordinarily effective. Right. You don't have to like any of it. Right. But if you say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and he's done it. Yep. You're going to go up against a guy like that. You better have your A game. 
And I said repeatedly, they can't be that dumb. They have been that dumb. They are that dumb. They appear to be uh, heading in an even dumber direction. So I have to eat a big old I was wrong burger this week with lettuce and cheese. And uh, last stop, OGP Hut wanted to make sure that I did that. He's like, you got to own up to that, man. I was like, fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah, all right, fine. Okay, I was wrong about Biden. I honestly, last summer, I thought Warren would be the girl. I mean, she checks all their boxes, except for, well, she checks all their boxes, and then she pretends to check one more. <laughs> like, she's a woman, she's a communist, she's a hypocrite, she's all the things that a Democrat, that they like, you know, they like them to be wealthy, powerful, and full of crap. Right. Um... But she's not a minority unless you, you know. She is a minority. I know, blah, 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 Focahontas. It's like so worn out now because she has. It's amazing to me that she personally kept that story going. Mm -hmm. I'll put put that out there for you. Regarding Warren specifically in the end of her campaign, she never gave up on that. She did the DNA test. It said she was 1,024th Native American. She just never gave up. No, it totally proves that I'm right. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Okay, fine. I thought that she would be the nom. She is not their nominee. Right. She is not going to be their nominee. I don't even think she's going to be on a ticket, to be honest with you. But anyway, uh, uh, Patrick P. Hutt was on me about that this week. He said, you got to admit to it because you were wrong. And I was like, all right, fine. There you go, Hutt. All right, are you happy now? Yeah. Eat me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Super Tuesday. We can shake all this stuff out because all of this happened. It was, dude, they were going down like 10th Avenue hookers during Fleet Week in New, Fleet Week in New York. <laughs> I mean, it was like that we started the week and there was 100 people in the clown car and we finished the week and there were three. Mm-hmm. Two and a half because they're pretending that Tulsi's not still in. Tulsi's in the trunk. I can tell you right now, man, if those two old cats tried to jam Tulsi Gabbard into the trunk of a car, there would be... She would be end, end up driving in, and they'd be left by the side of the road. That's true. She badass, in addition to being kind of hot, man. No, ain't no I don't know what the Democrats are doing here. You've got a woman in her 40s who's, I mean, let's be honest, Tulsi Gabbard's a fox, man. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go with the crazy old communist or the, the doddering old dude that I'm not even 100% knows he's running for president, or at least not president of the United States? He knows he's running for something. He's like, I'm going to be in charge of the TV committee at the home. He was running for Senate in South Carolina, as I recall. (laughs) Cat's going to be up there. I mean, at least the East Lawn will be exciting when Joe comes out there with his folding chair and his black socks up to his knees with his shorts. You kids, get the hell off my lawn. Uh, Mr. President, this is public land. I don't care. I just mowed it. The Easter egg rolls. Oh, I know. (laughs) Screaming at the kids. Get off my lawn. They're supposed to be here, Mr. President. I don't care. They uh, they got rid of everybody that you would have thought would have checked the right boxes anyway. Right. I mean, Kamala was, well, Tulsi destroyed Kamala's. Yes. Kamala made, you know, she went after Biden and that didn't help her because people didn't like that. She's like, oh, Joe Biden's a racist. I'm going to hammer you for this. And people are like, nah, I don't think Joe Biden's a racist. I think he's just a buffoon. But uh, they got rid of, Tulsi Gabbard killed her campaign that night. But they've got, they've, Elizabeth Warren is Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Not going to miss her, by the way. No, I won't either. It's just really a, just a terrible person. But so we've got a confused old white guy who may or may not be aware that he's even a candidate. Uh, an octogenarian communist who's also a millionaire that owns three homes. But, uh, you know, everybody's got a summer camp. And he's pretty much uh, 
bitter Jew, but yeah, you know. Whoa. Well, just Whoa. saying. Whoa, where are you going with that? I'm just saying, dude. Wow. I mean, he's always I, dude. He's, he's not. A, he's not Jewish, though. Is, I mean, <laughs> I know his heritage is, but like, dude, I'm almost a hundred percent that he is an atheist. Dude, there's nobody. You can't, as my to paraphrase my my grandfather. I can tell you when a dude's head is that far up his own ass, there is no room in there for God. That's true. So I, but I, that's d- true. You went there. But you went they, there. You okay. bought land. You built a farm, <laughs> and you set up shop. He's just bitter. He's always well, he's bitter. Just, it's not. He, they're I mean, always I'm like that. They're all God. like that. All those communists. There. Have you ever noticed the communists are always in a mood? Right. Well, probably the bread lines would have something to do with that. I know if I get hungry, I get all hangry. Maybe that's the problem. Right. You know, if you guys would give up on communism, you'd come up with an ideology that allows for people to, you know, not starve. Maybe you'd be in a better mood. Also, eat some freaking meat. Right. Yeah. You know, think about it, dude. You're a vegan atheist whose guiding principle is that everybody should be equally miserable. No wonder they're angry all the damn time. No doubt. So he's, but you know, he's, it's going to be him or Joe. They got rid of uh, Warren. I, the guy I'm really, uh, we'll talk more about Warren in a minute. The guy that's really killing me is Bloomberg. I'm like, is this, this guy's a billionaire? This is a business success story? Uh, you know what? I mean, how he, much money did he just he, burn on this? You know, here, here's my theory on why. Close he, to a billion dollars. Here's my theory on what he, he might, did. He could have gone it's, outside and set it on fire. It's a business loss, man. He can write that off on his taxes I don't know. Year. You can't write that oh, off. Oh, I bet he'll figure out some way. <laughs> you might. You know what? If there's a guy that is. But, it's one of those rich I mean, if like you're going to throw gonna almost. Off. I know. You know, and I know he's got $60 billion or whatever. Work, it, the work idea. Expenses. Guys that tend to succeed at that level do not tend to get there by making stupid mis- decisions with their money. Right. This guy burned off a billion. He didn't burn off as much as you would have thought. Uh, the chick, for, was it Marsha Gay? The one from uh, New York Times was on with Brian Williams the other night. And she's like, did you know that Michael Bloomberg could have just given everybody in the country a million dollars? I'm like, oh, God, now, so not only are you bad at reporting, you're bad at math. math. Yeah. There is 330 million people in the United States. If Michael Bloomberg had decided instead of running to give the money he was going to campaign on to everybody, we would have all gotten about two bucks. Not two million bucks, you imbecile. Hey, he can let me hold a dollar. Yeah. Hey, big man, <laughs> hand it over. Let me hold a dollar. But I'm just, I'm looking at the... Bloomberg, you got to go back and figure out why did Bloomberg get in? Okay, Bloomberg obviously thought he saw an opening that he could exploit. He figured, I've got all this damn money, just like Steyer, or Steyer, whatever the hell his name is. I can exploit it. I'm just going to, I'm going to rich slap them out of the race. I'm going to throw up so many TV ads, so much social media. I mean, Bloomberg is out there hiring professional internet trolls. To post memes for him on Twitter. Right. They weren't good. I I still want my check. But, you know, he's, (laughs) I'm sure that's what they figured. I'm sure that's what they both figured. But Stare was never as as legit a candidate. I always, I think we all kind of went like, okay, this guy, this is just hubris for this guy. Right. He just wants to be seen. But Bloomberg goes out, sees, you got to figure, sees an opening he can exploit, tries to exploit it, throws all this money at it, and, and the response from inside the Democratic Party, and I will be fair about this. I have no love loss for Bloomberg. Anybody that's like, you can't, you know, have a 16-ounce Coke and a damn cigar on the street, you can bite me. Right. I mean, Bloomberg is a fascist. 
I mean, you know, if if Bloomberg's president, I can't have a I can't have a fountain coke at the gas station. They're going to come take my guns. None of the stuff that Bloomberg wanted was going to be okay with me. But he would have probably been a better foil to Trump than either one of these two clowns they got left. Right. But he is gone. All of that money out the window. They're looking around at themselves going, well, who we got left? Mayor Pete is out. Mm-hmm. Although I have heard from a couple of different people here at the last pod on the right, whether they got me email or social media, and we'll go through that stuff again in a minute, who think that Mayor Pete may pop back up as a VP slot. Well, I could see that for Biden. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people. Yeah, I've heard a couple of people. I haven't heard a lot of people say that, but you got to start thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to figure, how are they going to shake these things out? Uh, there was a brief social media campaign that was trying to get um, Elizabeth Warren back in the game. They wanted a Bernie Warren ticket. You get some of the real crazy lefties on, specifically on Twitter, I saw it more than anywhere else. But they were out there saying, you know, Bernie and Warren should join together now, announce that they're a unified ticket, and then go from there. And I'm like, that is, you're welcome to do it. You're killing Bernie's campaign the moment you do that. Right. He's already on the outside because the old school people, the Democrat media complex wanted Warren or Biden. They don't want Bernie. Right. Because they think, because they know. They don't want to admit it, but let's be honest, kids. Uh, Waldorf from The Muppet Show screaming at you for four years about how you have too much, but he doesn't is not a winning message. Right. That's not going to work. They know it. So they're trying to prop Biden up, but you had all the real lefties out there going, oh, we'll put Bernie and, 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 and Warren on a ticket. I'm sitting there going, Warren finished third in her own home state. Mm-hmm. This is a woman that we were told had such a groundswell swell of support. This was the first candidate, real representative of the new millennium in American politics. Now we have someone that, that speaks to all generations and can communicate with the kids and the millennials. And she's going to get them to the polls and she's going to bring gender equity to the White House. She couldn't finish second in her own home state. Mm-hmm. The people of Massachusetts who are very comfortable electing very liberal people. I mean, the other senator from Massachusetts is Ed Markey, and he helped with uh, Chiquita Khrushchev's that Green New Deal crap that they were trying. Right. The one where they were literally going to ban airplanes. Right. Brilliant. Uh, so it's not like they have a problem with liberals. She finished third. <laughs> you could put Bernie and her on a ticket together. You might as well just dig the grave while you're at it. Yep. Might as well just dig the grave while you're at it. But meanwhile, uh, you've got to start looking around. Klobuchar got out. Yep, she's out. Well, you know, Endor- I think she was. Biden. Yeah, and she turned and endorsed Biden, and Mayor Pete turned and endorsed Biden. I mean, they're trying to line everybody up behind Biden. It's gonna Bernie's gonna do the same thing he did in 2016. He's gonna ride along next to the Biden train, taking pot shots at the wheels all the way up until the convention, just like he did to Hillary. Right. The difference, and I will say this, the difference here, and kids, watch out for this, Biden, if he has his wits about him, well, I know, I know, right? You're like, well, yeah, and if wishes were horses. Next subject, sorry. If it's and buts were candy and nuts, then Joe Biden might be a legitimate presidential candidate. If he has his wits about him, he is a lot, he can be likable. Right. If you if you encounter Biden when he's operating at or above nominal efficiency, which, as you just laughed about, is increasingly rare. Right. You know, 
Um, he is tolerable as a person. He, he, he he's not a mean guy. He's no, not no. ugly. He doesn't yell at people. He, well, he does now from he, time to time. He but. seems very grandfatherly. Whereas Bernie seems like, you know, Boo Radley hiding in the house down the street. street right. The old man who lives by himself yeah. and screams at the kids. At least. But, of course, Biden started, at, and these are senior moments, you know, old people, and they start to, and it's it's a shame. You know, when the when the dementia starts to creep in and they have those moments where they lose their temper because they freaked out. And I don't blame them. It's not funny. okay? right. I mean, it's a it's a terrible thing. And the families have to go through this suffer. But you're seeing that beginning to happen. I think that's what's happening with Biden. I know we joke about it all the time. I think when Biden has been having these moments of late where he suddenly comes out as this different guy and he's like yelling, you're a lying dog faced pony soldier and quoting 50 year old John Wayne movies. Uh, I think what's happening is that Biden is beginning to slip. I think when you have those moments where he's losing his temper or behaving so bizarrely that even by Joe Biden standards, the hair sniffing standards, the shoulder rubbing standards that we're used to, his behavior is weird. I think what's happening is he's beginning to have moments where, you know, the, the mask slips. He's trying to hold it together. I see him trying to hold it together. Right. It's a lot. Yeah. Kids, think of it this way. If you're on the fence about this, you think, well, Trump is kind of an ass. You know, Trump is <laughs> Trump is artless and crude. I have never been, you know, and I'm not saying this is me. I'm saying if you're one of those people who's like, I've never really been comfortable with the idea of a Trump presidency. If Biden can hold it together, that would be my guy. And my response is to say, whether you like Trump or don't, you cannot argue the fact that this dude has not had a day off. Right. I mean, I, have, I haven't seen Trump have any senior moments. The dude's ready to go all the time. You got to give him credit. My man... Li- Okay, he's overweight. He's weird looking. I mean, this is not a super healthy cat, at least not the way he eats. Right. You know, he'd like look at Trump and be like, okay, that's not Lance Armstrong or whatever. But you haven't seen him have a moment off. Biden, you don't know. That could be 10 minutes from now. It could be a week from now. You know more are coming. And as the guy ages, that's not going to become less frequent. Well, you, you know, you just put partisanship aside. If a dude's already struggling to keep it all on the rail now, four years of pressure as the leader of the free world is not going to make those moments less frequent. No, it can make the poop my pants moment come at any time. <laughs> I poop my pants. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then you got what? If he goes with a guy like Pete, then you've got the boy mayor from South Bend. Mm-hmm. In the, I mean, in, let's be honest, guys like, you know, President Jinping or whatever his name is over there in China. I mean, hell, Mayor Pete would have a hard time matching up with Kim Dong Flung up there in North Korea. Right. Putin will eat him for breakfast. You could go from the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. You know, I know he served, and I'm not not going to give him. He deserves the credit for that. Mm-hmm. And I his lifestyle, you know, for and I know a lot of conservatives out there will always gay. I'm like, I don't care. All I right. do not give a crap about that. No, but but Putin will. Well, it doesn't. I'm, I'm putting that aside. You put all of that, all of the, you know, the, well, I have questions about his lifestyle. I don't. I don't. Being gay is of no consequence to me, and I don't think it has any. I think, Pete, if, in fact, I'll give Buttigieg credit for this. If you ever had any question about whether or not a homosexual could serve honorably and with distinction in the armed forces, Pete Buttigieg did and is a homosexual. So that, to me, is the end of that discussion. Right. However, you're going to go from being. Putting aside his military service, I mean, that's not diplomacy. You're going to go from, in terms of dealing with other people in a non-military fashion. Because remember, if you're in the military and you're dealing with an adversary, it means you're shooting at them. Right. 
Now, if you're the president, that you know, you're not going to. This is not the eight, early 1800s. It's not going to be, you know, pistols at 20 paces with Putin. Right. But a judge going from nowheresville to president, theoretically, if he is Biden's number two and Biden falls apart, then you've got a guy who's gone from city council meetings in South Bend, Indiana to what? The Kremlin? Mm-hmm. How do we think that's going to work out? N- and no other experience prior to that doing anything at that level. Right. Whether you say, well, Trump wasn't in the government. I'm like, yeah, but Trump had a hotel on every continent on the planet except for Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Trump knows what he's doing when he's dealing with high-level people. You're talking about, again, one of the great game players in human history mm-hmm. in terms of strategy. Right. But a judge just doesn't have that under his belt. So then who do you go with? That's the other part of it is you go past guys like Biden and Bud a judge or whatever you say. Who would Bernie pick? I have a theory, by the way. Uh-oh. I have a theory. We've joked about her on the program before because she's just so meaningless. The fourth member of Gal Qaeda, Chiquita Khrushchev's <laughs> fraud squad, Ayanna Presley. Hop, hop in, Bernie. <laughs> she's she's black. She's from uh, Blue State. I mean, I don't know if she gives him that much in terms of a geographical boost because she's from Massachusetts. I mean, you know, right. so you're not going to pick up any. I think Bernie might have to go out of the... I think both of these guys might want to consider going outside the contenders. But she's 46. You know, it can't be AOC. If Bernie could put AOC on his ticket, he would do it. Right. In a heartbeat. Right. And lock down the crazy left vote. It's not a winning ticket, but he would do it. She's not. She's too young. Right. Presley's not. Nope. Checks all the boxes. Woman, black, full of hate. Absolutely crazy far left. And as we've learned... She's got a car. She's got the car. Hop on in, Bernie. I'm driving. I'm just, that's not a prediction prediction, because I know P-Hut's out there right now. <laughs> He's lighting the matches under your feet, He's man. writing that down, going, I'm going to own him on this later. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's possible. All right, want to get away from all it, because, you know, it, right now, in a sense, we're sort of in a holding pattern <laughs> when it comes to all that stuff. Because you sit here and go, okay, well, now we're down to the two. You know Bernie's not going to jump off until he absolutely has to or somebody pushes him off. Right. He's, well, he's got nothing better to do. I mean, you're not talking about a very impactful senator. If you look at Bernie Sanders as a senator, he has not had what we would call a stellar degree. He's been there forever. Right. But this, and even when he was in the House, the dude's never lit it up as a legislator. He's just been out there as Bernie the Communist. Right. I mean, I remember years ago, because Bernie has been in Washington for it. <laughs> Kids, you might want to ask yourself this question. How the hell did Bernie come up with an eight-figure net worth, multiple homes? Dude has never had a job-type job. Dude has been on the government dole. He has been a, either in the House or the Senate since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. How did he pile up all that cash? You're going to ask yourself that question and wonder, how does he justify having it? Story for another day. Just the hypocrisy that defines these people is not lost on me. Right. But Bernie is, he's got nothing better to do. So he'll stay in. He'll keep tagging Biden as long as he can. What my, what the question now is, if both of these guys come apart, because you know Biden's got issues. Bernie, Bernie's got a bloody, not being a jerk about it, just pointing out, Bernie has a heart condition. Mm-hmm. We He's already had a heart attack. On the campaign trail, they're like, oh, it's just a minor procedure. I'm like, bull. A presidential candidate at that level has a episode. That's code for Bernie had a heart attack, kids. Right. So, okay. So you've got, 
What happens if both of these guys fall apart? Before or right after the convention? Even better, right after the convention. Right. You know, what if Biden wins the nomination and then has an episode? And they're like, oh, crap. Do they? I don't know the answer. Do they revert to the guy who finished second? Yeah, I don't know. Like, if Biden has clearly got the delegates that he needs and he falls on his face and can't get up, if, if he, he's falling and he can't get up, <laughs> uh, do you just default to Bernie? And then is that a situation you're putting yourself in? If you're the Democrats, I don't know. Right, I, I don't either. Do, do if Biden's out, does that mean you got to go with Bernie? And then what happens if Bernie pulls the ace of spades in the doctor's office next weekend and he can't go? Right. Then what do you bring Warren back? Someone that your own party wasn't all that enthused about. <laughs> no, then they'll bring in. They'll be like, Mrs. Clinton, can you help us? Well, that's the thing. Is that the direct? Would you, if you had to guess? I'm asking you, Mike. Here on the last pot on the right, I'm not saying hypothetically. I'm asking you if you were, if they said to you, what do we do next? Or what do you think they're going to do next? I'm sure they... You think they'd divert, they'd revert to they, Hillary? They totally turn to her. What we a disaster somebody, that would be in to every sense of the word. I know, but you know what? That's their, that's their MO, man. They're, they're a disaster. Yeah, and at, you want to talk about the fact that these people have just absolutely, I mean, we talk about it here on, on the last pod on the right quite a bit, that they've walled themselves off to the point that they're not even aware of what's happening around outside them. Right. The no, idea, and, were and that to happen, that both of the top two go down, if they were to go back to Hillary, they might as well not only write off 2020, but uh, you can write off 2024, because like, you can't bring her back at 83. Right. Yeah, at that time, Bernie will be 170. So they're, they've got real problems. Their bench does not look good. Nope. If they lose both Bernie and Biden, I'm not saying that they would die. Nor am I hoping for that. I'm not evil. I'm not a liberal. I don't laugh when, when people I don't politically like <laughs> die. Now, you go on social media when uh, a conservative, a prominent conservative has a health issue. Liberals fill up social media cheering. They think it's great. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. I have no interest in seeing... I, I have no interest in seeing Bernie nor Biden actually kick the bucket. Right. But I am curious because these are old and infirm men. What does that say about the Democrat Party's attitude, attitude about you, America? Huh. By the way, I mean, just there's another question for you. What the hell kind of message are they sending us when they look at us and they say, we're taking two guys, countries, you know, things are never perfect, but we're doing pretty well right now. All things being equal, the economy is doing great guns. The market took that correction last week over the coronavirus. We'll get to wow, that in a man. second. But it was, you know, it wasn't a, a permanent dump. Things are, you know, I mean, it's from an economic standpoint, we are kind of rocking the house right now. So you're going to come in with two guys and say, we're going to wreck all of that on purpose. Our goal, if we get elected, is to take apart everything that's making the economy do well right now. We're going to nuke it. Right. Because it's the right thing to do is what they're saying. And the guys that they think are the ones that we will allow to do that are two dudes who combine in age. If you add them together, they predate the freaking Civil War. Yep. That's uh, what the hell kind of message does that send to you as an American? Hey, things are good right now. We're going to wreck it and we're going to do it with guys that are so old they can remember the last time, you know, the unemployment was bad, was that kind of bad. Right. And I'm talking the 1920s, not the 1970s. I say they both stood in the soup line. I'm, you're not kidding, man. Sure. Both of these guys are old enough to have been alive during the Depression, by the way, and that's not an exaggeration. Nope. Both of these guys predate 
refrigerators in your house, color television, air conditioning, almost. I mean, they're that kind of old. Mm-hmm. The, and car, the car. Uh, oh, wait. Bernie Sanders. I remember I got my first Model A when it came off the line. <laughs> I mean, he's that kind of old. And plus, he comes off that old, too. Right. I, you put a personality and politics aside, the idea that they would turn to you and say, in a very good time to be an American. Well, it's always a good time to be an American, but in a very good time for the country from any metric that I think really matters. If you look at a president and say, was he a good president? Were Was the economy good, one? I mean, it's always jobs. Right. You know, was the economy good, one? And two, you know, was he a relatable dude? I mean, you know, Trump's not a relatable dude, whatever. No, but... no, no. <laughs> no, he's not Reagan. No. No, absolutely not. But Ronald Reagan got reelected by the curvature of the earth in 1984 because things were going good and things are going good right now. And the Democrats, like they did back in 84, came up with the diametric opposite and thought, well, we'll just we'll see if this works. I mean, they're throwing poo at the wall. almost. (laughs) Okay, remember what happened? Remember what happened in 1984? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm old enough to remember. Me too. I was a kid, but I remember that Reagan absolutely... I mean, it was like the curvature of the earth between the two of them. It's like a billion to three. Mondale got, he's from Minnesota, he got Minnesota. Yep. It's like, like what, three electoral votes? Yeah, it's, I mean, it was nothing. He got clobbered. And I'm not, you know, it's like, hey, man, you did it to yourself. They did this to themselves. By the time November is in the rearview mirror, we're going to be looking at this and saying, you did it to yourselves. Of course, all of this, Michael, is contingent on um, us surviving long enough. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you did that on purpose. (laughs) If you're listening to the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com, or you are checking us out along with the vastly superior offerings from America's Podcast Network, KLRNRadio.net. And there's some good stuff coming up this week on that. that, uh, Man, they've got, you got to check, well, the foo is back. Oh, nice. And between her and Ordy and uh, and 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 of course Rick, Grouchy, Stacy, uh, they've got there's so much talent, and then they have us. But whether or not you're listening to that, or they or us or someone else, um, all of everything that we're talking about is contingent on us surviving coronavirus. That's true. And by the way, did you know that the death rate for the coronavirus? is lower than the death rate for regular influenza. I Actually, I did know that. Did you know that there have been fewer cases, far fewer cases of coronavirus in not only the United States, but in the world than regular influenza? Yep. Far fewer. So we're freaking out about something that is in no way as much a threat to us as just regular flu is every year. Right. This is what we're freaking out. They canceled South by Southwest. I know. Oh, man, if I was in Austin. And, you know, Austin is that blue island in the middle of red Texas. That's a Democrat-owned town down there. Right. Have you ever noticed that all you have to do is combine Democrats with city management and everything turns to crap immediately? <laughs> I mean, this is the... If, you live, if you're a business owner in Austin, man, and I was talking to somebody at KLRN yesterday, and they work for someone who, I think, property management, and they manage a number of businesses in the Austin area. It's, I mean, this is their year. Right. I mean, this, is, this should be like saying to a big box electronics store, no Black Friday this year. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they're t- canceling that has, is going to knock a couple of people out of business in Austin. And it's because they're afraid of the coronavirus. I'm going to put this out here for you. Were a doctor to come up with a method 
to reduce regular influenza to the kind of numbers that we're seeing from coronavirus, they would give that doctor the Nobel Prize for medicine. You're right. They would be like, you have reduced influenza to that level where it's only a couple of, what is it? How many people have actually had, how many confirmed cases of coronavirus have they had at this point? Uh, neighborhood of 100,000. And how many of them have, have been fatal? Uh, just shy of 4,000. If there were only 100,000 flu cases with only 4,000 deaths in a year in the, in the world, the doctor who came up with the way to make that number that low would get a Nobel Prize. Right. But because coronavirus is, and we got it, this is, they're selling it to us, man. They are selling you panic. Mm-hmm. They are selling you panic. Kids, yeah, if you get the coronavirus, it sucks. In all likelihood, if you are in even marginally decent condition, you're going to feel like crap for a little while and then you get better. Right. Little kids are, this thing's bouncing off them like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been all. Yeah. Old, old people or people with underlying conditions. I don't want to sound, it. I was going to say eugenicist about it. Diseases have a tendency to do this, with the exception of the Spanish flu, which worked the opposite way back in the in 1919. Right. Where it actually went like the healthier you were, the worse it was for you. Because right. it set off what's called a, a cytokine storm, mm-hmm. where your, your immune system, because it is more powerful, overreacts. What Killed the people that died of the Spanish flu was not the Spanish flu. It was their own, it was their own immune system basically killing them, going right. nuclear. Yeah, drowning them. Um, in this case, coronavirus does the same thing most flu. The sicker you are, the less firm you are to begin with, the more danger you're in. It's not uncommon. This is not something to panic about. No, no, no. I mean, I think of my parents. My parents, my, I am not going to say how old my parents are. Because my mother would not want me to say that. Gentlemen. But seeing as you're in your 70s. Seeing, well, oh. if I'm in my 70s, then, you know, <laughs> yo, Bernie Sanders Jr. over here. Ah, ah, I poop my pants. Uh, my parents are, are healthy, young-ish, or, and spry. But, you know, they're not young. I worry about them over stuff like this. But that's right. what these diseases do. And, and coronavirus is not unusual in that regard. But if, if I'm just saying. You got to ask yourself what they're trying to sell to you. It's like, oh my God, Trump has failed in response to the coronavirus. The idea that you would, A, connect something like a, a, a virus that came out of deepest, darkest China, where they, kids, the Chinese markets, like, I mean, here's how this stuff starts, man. They've got bats and pigs and dogs and cats and everything else, rats in a cage all on top of each other and there's no hygiene and that's where these viruses come from you're not going to get that here but fine the virus has shown up in the united states it is however fairly preventable you find mikey on saint patrick's day he gives you a squirt of purell you're on your way that's it but if you get it and you're not already sick or immunosuppressed in some way that the reality is you know man people get sick every damn year i haven't had the flu in a couple of years lucky yeah, me too. But you know, it, I'll, I'll get it again. I'll but, live. But I had I had that cold a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did. The one, the one your wife. Yeah, my wife. You and my wife ended up both getting sick. I never even while, got while you sat between us on the couch. Knock on wood, healthy as a horse, bastard. But even if one of us were to get coronavirus, it would be awful. We would feel like crap for a couple of days. It'd be over. <coughs> They're out there trying to tell you that Trump, oh, you know, the idea of connecting it to Trump is ridiculous. Oh, I for God's sake. The president of the United States, whether it was Trump or Obama or Hillary Clinton, were she in that position? Hillary Clinton might find a way to make it worse. She would probably try to find a way to weaponize it against her political enemies. 
She she's that kind of evil. Right. Hillary Clinton would be like, "Can we send somebody with coronavirus to Trump's house?" She would do that. No doubt. I wouldn't put that past her, and I'm not even kidding about that. She's that kind of dark. I mean, if this would have been around this summer, then Epstein would have had coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, let me just say, if this, if this surp- crap would have been around. <laughs> I'm surprised Avenatti hasn't caught it yet. <laughs> yeah, somebody, <laughs> whoever. However, uh, the president of the United States did not come up with the virus. He is uh, he's not a light, just like, as we learned this week, Jill Biden. He is not a medical doctor. No. Uh, boy, Whoopi Goldberg had a tough one. This no, it wasn't Whoopi Goldberg. It was the other one, the shrieking one on the View. The really, the like the old Fran Drescher-y, uh Behar. Oh, Joy Behar. She's like, uh, oh, it'd be great if Jill Biden was in there, as the, you know, because then you'd have a physician in in the White House. You know, she'd be like first lady, but she's a doctor. She doesn't have an MD. She's like a doctor of like economics or something. <laughs> she's got a PhD. And I'm like, God, Joy Behar. This is a Democrat Party leader, and she is dumb as a post. But yeah. what else? Okay, what else? Even if Jill Biden was a renowned epidemiologist, the presence of someone like that in the White House has nothing to do with what coronavirus will or will not do. They don't have that kind of control unless you want them to close the borders, in which case that would help. But they're not going to let him do that. Right. Instead, no, we're going to allow them. Let me point out to you at this moment. Do you remember the the uh, uh, the Ebola terror of a few years back? Oh, my God, we're all going to get Ebola. Mm-hmm. And we didn't all get Ebola. Ebola took less time under Obama's watchful eye to get to U.S. shores than coronavirus did. And put that out there That's for you, true. by the way. But it's not that big a whoop. But okay, fine, you're going to turn it into a political... The kind of people that would turn something like this into a political football are not people with whom I want to associate anyway. Because even if it's, you know, old, sick people and... You know, immunosuppressed people. I'm like, you're 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 turning again, again. The Democrat media complex is turning death, tragedy into a political machine gun. They're just soulless. Right. Like, you know, okay, it's not that big a whoop, but you know, people are dying. People are going to funerals. You, know, you go out there and be like, well, that's a shame that your grandpa died. But ha ah, ah, <laughs> we got Trump with this. Uh, long and the short of it being that coronavirus is going to continue to cycle around. Look, we all know that eventually this is going to happen. This would be a topic for the KLRN show juxtaposition. Because, you know, they get they get deep. And that's that's the Art Bell stuff on that show. Right. I think it's a Friday. So you can check this out, kids. Go to KLRN.net and check out juxtaposition when you get a chance. Because that's they do some pretty heavy thinking on that show. And that would be one. Be like, well, okay, it's not coronavirus. But eventually we're going to have another... I mean, it happens, what, about it once every hundred years yeah, or so? Spanish flu or... Something like that will come pl- along. The plague or whatever. Yeah, and we'll have something like that, and it'll kill a hundred or two hundred million. Well, and Spanish flu killed a couple of hundred million people in the 1920s. Uh, commensurate loss now would be closer to, like, I don't know, probably a few hundred million. But it would be a big... It'll happen again, and it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter what party they're affiliated with. And unless you are going to say to them, oh, definitely close the borders, which we should have done six months ago. We should have done a year ago. I'm not saying close them to all people, but if you actually stepped up and engaged in legitimate border security procedures, it would be a lot easier to control the flow of people in and out. It would be much more likely to protect ourselves from the, uh, uh, the likelihood of uh, uh, of an epidemic reaching our shores. Too late for that now. Right. 
So I don't know. I'm. It's just. It's not something I'm going to freak out about. It's something we have to talk about because everybody else is freaking out about this. But you look at it and say, well, yeah, but how bad is it really? Right. When when a million people have it, come talk to me. No, it's got to even be bigger than that. I'm, there are eight billion people on the oh, planet. Okay. okay. I my my. Okay. That's one let, tenth. Let, let me cl- let one me clarify. When, when a million people in America have it. Okay, yeah, then come, come okay, talk to fine. me. Come talk, and to it's got to be a million people that are like, I'm talking. You got to have like the in like the Spanish flu with the Fort Riley, you know, the hospital wards right, and all right, that. Right. And we're nowhere near that, and we're not going to be anywhere near that with this. It will happen again someday. Mm-hmm. It will also happen again someday that a meteor will strike I, the earth. That's you know, I was just going to say. Really, it doesn't have to. All we have to have is. Uh, a, sweet a, you know, meteor a, of a, death a house-sized meteor come flying in hit yeah yeah man and that you know what it's happened before it will happen again there have been bad diseases before there will bad be bad diseases in the future it doesn't matter who's in the white house it doesn't matter what party he's affiliated with it doesn't matter if you like him what color his skin is whether or not his hair is goofy looking it doesn't matter who he's married to what her degree is none of it matters This is all just the natural process reminding you of the insignificance of human efforts against the grand scale of nature. It's called nature. And when when she rules, if the if the earth gets tired of us, it'll shimmy itself like a dog getting rid of fleas, a gigantic earthquake. We're all dead and it'll be the earth and plastic. Yeah. And cockroaches and And, and one or two um, radio people that have somehow managed to survive this one. No, no. Nah, that's about as far as we'll go with that. But Damn it. I'm oh, just saying. Oh. I'm just saying. They'll be scooting along. It'll happen. <laughs> However, doing a little that kids, that's an inside joke for our buddies from the old days. <laughs> let you know about that. Um the I just I, I there's you, you you look around the world. Even the the Islamo fascists have been fairly quiet. Granted, the ones in Iran have been busy getting coronavirus. Right. I mean, yeah, hell, like half true. their government's sick now. I'm like, you know, they're one of them even came out and said this is a joint U.S. Israeli plot. You knew that was coming. Oh yeah, that's us. I'm like, you know, that's coming. I was waiting for that. Some some Iranian dudes go, oh, very much. This is Jews and Americans. Line they are they, they are behind us. I'm like, oh come that's on. That's still the the funniest is the if the, we're gonna the, get rid of you guys, we're gonna come up with a half ass virus. <laughs> the the yeah. The funniest is the health minister coming out and giving. Oh, and he's in the middle of the speech, and he's hacking, and then two hours later, he's diagnosed with it, and all everybody that he was talking to's got it. It's like, (laughs) Uh, but I hope that you know I don't even even the Iranian government. It would be better if everybody didn't die of damn coronavirus. But uh, other than they've been busy, but by and large, it's it's been a fair. You know, uh, Trump has opened negotiations with the Taliban. Things have been reasonably quiet mm-hmm. on a planetary scale for all of the, the babble about, oh, Trump's dividing the world, Trump's dividing America. I'm like, no, that's the Democrat media complex trying to exacerbate political, racial, and social tensions because it's what they do. But they're just trying. This coronavirus thing's kids, this is just the latest snake oil. They're just trying to sell you something so that you'll pay attention to them. Right. We are all going to die unless you what, watch the 630 News. <laughs> if you don't check out CNN's special tonight, the coronavirus, the world responds a special report on cnn tonight at 10 o'clock if you don't miss if you miss that you're gonna be fine yeah you'll be all right if you miss if you miss the yeah wash your hands 
that's the best advice anybody can give. Man, you. I was in the grocery store the other day, and uh, um, the shelf where they have all the hand sanitizer, sanitizer. Empty. empty. I know. And there was a sign there saying, "In the few, if they ever get any more, you can only buy it two at a time." Yep. They're rationing Purell. Yep. <laughs> Wash your hands. I I read something Wash your yesterday. Hands, blow your nose. Cough into your sleeve, not into the air. Just you know the stuff that you should do anyway. I, I read something the other day. If you're worried about it, wash your hands like you've been cutting jalapenos and you need to rub your eye. <laughs> if you do that, if you wash your hands, that's like not that, a bad you're idea. You're that's, good. You're that's good. Not a bad idea. You know, or they tell you 20 seconds, sing happy birthday twice. Oh, how long you should washing, wash your yeah, hands? While you're washing your Just hands. make sure it's hot water. Yeah. Hot, I mean, little soap. You're good. Yeah, okay, kids. This is uh, the bottom line here from last pot on the right. And, of course, we're going to transmit this using the resources of our good friends at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Dot net. Uh, I was trying to harmonize there, and it didn't work out. Do the stuff that your mom told you to do when you were a kid anyway. Wash your hands frequently. Cover your mouth when you cough. Cover your nose when you sneeze. Don't be a pig. Don't, You'll be fine. Don't. And if you get it, chicken soup and ginger ale. Stay home. Yeah. Stay home. Don't lick the handle on the door at the grocery store. You know, I mean, don't do I that mean, anyway. Well, well, I know, I know, how did that even come up? I don't know. But Is I that like, like, I'm just wondering how you went there with that. I, I just, I, like, I might have, have done you it seen once that? or twice. You're, you're, are you the doorknob licker? I might have done it once are you, or twice are you, when you, I was a kid. Are you the mysterious doorknob licker of Macon? That's what I heard uh, about you. Of course, of course. Let it be known that I'm not getting the coronavirus because I rode behind the mosquito truck ah! in the blue fog when I was a little kid. So I'm immune. I'm good. I've been. I've been. That explains a great deal about you, and none of it has anything to do with the coronavirus. No, by the way. Put no, that. <laughs> Kids, you're gonna live. You're gonna do better. Long-term coronavirus or no, than uh, 19 of the 20 people that tried to get the Democrat presidential nomination. They're all finished. You're still going. Don't worry about it. Yep. And you know what? They'll be fine too. They'll be. We're all going to be fine. Not everybody's going to be fine. Not everybody's ever fine. No. Stop canceling gen- crap. Stop ruining speaking. fun stuff. Right. You know, there. Uh, we've got the St. Patrick's Day Festival coming up here in Savannah. And for those of you who've never been here in Savannah, it is freaking madness. This is a city of about a quarter million people. St. Patrick's Day, this is a city of slightly more than a million people yeah. for about three days. And every single one of them is hammered ass drunk. Yep. And we've got the uh, the coronavirus. Al- people are freaking also, out about also it. Also immune to the coronavirus yeah. if you're hammered ass drunk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to be out there wearing a kilt. I'm not afraid. Yeah, and you know what? If I get the damn coronavirus, well, crap, then I'm going to have a crappy week. <laughs> That's true. You know, if and if you're like old and, and infirm or, you know, you have some, I don't know, you're HIV positive or something, stay in the house until it's pa- until the people stop talking about it. Right. Wear a mask. I don't know. Quit freaking out. Quit ruining all the fun. Stop ruining my life. <laughs> Y'all quit listening to damn media. They're just trying to say, and if you're a Democrat and you think, that Trump in any way could have prevented or is exacerbating coronavirus, I want you to take a good long look at how much credit you're giving the man. 
Because let me tell you something, kids. If Donald Trump was that powerful, your ass would be pushing up daisies long before <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. You'd have been hacking up a lung earlier. I'm not saying the president lacks impulse control, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends. We've run out of time here at the last pot on the right. I want to say, uh, say, want to say, want to say a special thanks to our good friends at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio net because they have been killing it check out the new website there's a lot of cool stuff join the chat rooms for all of the aforementioned for all of you the people i talked about today whether you're the hog last stop ogp hut big j my parents anybody else that got suckered into listening to this dumpster fire podcast we love you baby i'm ben crystal i'm covid19 <laughs> less I mean, that my <laughs> I mean, I might get one. All right. This has been the last pod on the right from laststopontheright.com. Until next week, y'all keep it in the short grass. We out! <laughs>